Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's me tonight. Uh, I want to talk to you guys about Sinner Man by Nina Simone. Classic, classic song. Pause the show. You guys know the drill. Check out the track. Um, take notes, whatever. It is a longer song, so I'm sorry about that. Um, but come back when you're ready and uh, let's start talking about it. Hopefully you're warm. All right, guys. So uh, like I mentioned uh, in the start, we're going to talk about Cinder uh, Man by Nina Simone. And I also mentioned the, f- the warmth. Um, I hope you guys are doing okay in the winter. Um, it's super cold right now here in Indy. It was kind of nice last week. And then it just kind of all of a sudden last night hit like negative 15 or something like that. I think the wind chill this morning was negative 16 when I went into work. Um, not enjoyable. It's just not fun. So stay warm out there. Be smart. Don't play in the snow for too long. Um, if you're into that kind of thing, uh, I'm not, I don't have snow pants and I don't like wearing wet jeans, which who does like wearing wet jeans? If you like wearing wet jeans, let me know. Um, questions for life. That's, that's what this, that's what I'm trying to get at there. (laughs) Um, but anyway, uh, by Nina Simone is, one of my top 10 songs like of all time. And I've only known about it for probably, probably close to two or three years. Um, I didn't know until, uh, after I had first heard this song that I was like, Oh, I know who Nina Simone is. Um, she's got, um, she sings strange fruit, which if you've not ever heard of that song, you need to check that song out. Um, talking about, talks about, um, lynchings of the of the of African Americans in um, 67 probably before that. Um, she is a powerhouse in terms of jazz, blues, folk, soul that those genres. Um, she and like I I put her in the same. I mean like Aretha, Etta James, like those those women, those female voices who were so instrumental in like getting getting women's voices heard in music in the music industry um and i think with with such standout sounds as those voices if you've heard those voices if i can if i say those names and you know those names you know their voices you know what they sounded what they sound like what they um did with their music and um I think to overlook the impact of like 50 60 70s jazz um men or women is a horrible mistake as a music lover um like not to get super deep real quick but like this is an entire culture's expression of how they were feeling at that point. An entire group of people used this medium, used music to communicate with each other, to say, hey, I'm with you. Hey, we connect here. And people, like, music is, that's what music does. Like We talk about that all the time on here. The, the, the point of music isn't just to entertain it's to communicate, and with with jazz and like the roots of jazz and the roots of blues. With that in mind, listening to something like this, listening to this track, listening to her, this album specifically, Pastel Blues, um, 
listening to other jazz and blues artists that were popular during this time, um, and artists of color at this time, you can't help but, I, I mean, like I always, I think I get a little teary eyed when I, when I listen to it all, just because like, it's there. Like if you let yourself listen to it, if you let yourself get into it, you feel it. And, um, it was, it, it was an insane time to be alive and it is sad and crazy to look at the, the parallels that can be easily drawn between then and now. Um, I don't want to get political, so I'm not going to get political, but like, dang. <laughs> um, anyway, 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 moving on. Let's talk about one song, one song. We're going to talk about Sinner Man. So, um, it was released on the album Pastel Blues, um, 1965. It kind of crosses, I, I mentioned those four blues, jazz, soul, folk, that genre, those genres are all kind of represented here. Um, there is some blue, there are some songs that you're definitely like blues. There are some songs that you're definitely like folk. Um, I would say Cinnamon is specifically kind of like a, a hybrid of folk and jazz. It's faz. It's joke. No, it's not. It can't be joke. It has to be faz or something like that. Foes, maybe. Um, but it uh, is like it, the song itself is just like it's it's jazz. I think it's jazz because it, it has the 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 switches and syncopation and the tempo and the rhythm and the instrumentation and it is a big song and it sounds like there's a lot going on but it's really just vocals a, maybe a guitar maybe a, a definitely a piano a small drum kit like and that's it in the in the singing and so um, that is kind of where in my mind that's how I would equate it to jazz but it's also folky because of the subject matter which we'll get into in a second. Um, this was, I think, if I'm looking at everything that I could find right, the eighth studio album by, excuse me, by Nina Simone. It is uh, um, her third studio album when she had signed with Philips Records, which Philips, like the brand Philips, um, Philips Norelco, like they make the, when I think of Philips, I think of my razor. And so like with that, it's like, um, that that's kind of weird to think that they were producing records at one point, but I'm pretty sure I had a Philips CD player when I was a kid, like in the late, <clears throat> excuse me, late 90s, early 2000s. And so, sorry, I had to take a drink. Um, with that, it's like, it, it just is weird to see like how brands shifted from in whatever they were doing in like the sixties to what they're doing now. And, um, that was just something that crossed my mind. That was kind of a nerdy, I was in Wikipedia for about 15 minutes, just reading about Phillips record production. It was kind of cool. Um, so specifically with this, with Cinnerman, it is the ninth, ninth track on the album. So it's, and it's the end, it's the last one. And it's 10 minutes and 19 seconds long, um, by my clock, which is like, um, if you think about like songs that you know from back in the day, not very many of them are 10 minutes long. Not many of them are longer than two and a half, three minutes. Um, there's the great, there's the scene in um, Bohemian Rhapsody, which was an actual conversation about how 
how long Bohemian Rhapsody was and like how could you how could they expect this song to be successful with it being so long and so long relative to like the music industry as it was um i think to billy joel um the entertainer i think is the song where he sings about having to cut um the verses like if you want to have a hit you got to make it quick so i cut it down to 305 I think is the line. And so like that, like that mentality, um, it was alive in the music industry. Um, and it had to start somewhere. So I'm thinking it started around the time that Nina recorded Sinner Man. Um, but I think they let it go because I more often than not jazz is kind of that, that special, like everything that happens over here kind of gets a different vibe, has a different vibe, a different treatment to it. Um, which is totally cool because I personally love jazz music. I had a friend of mine that would get triggered whenever we, whenever somebody talked about jazz music and called it elevator music, which is accurate. A lot of like, if you're not used to listening to jazz or if you're not used to hearing it, when you go into an elevator and hear just like an instrumental kind of slowed down, maybe pop song, but you're, you kind of recognize it, but you don't, you're like, oh, this must be jazz, and you're in an elevator, and it just is the way your brain works. I don't get triggered by it, but I definitely am like, it's so much more than that. Um, so this song, and I think this song is like pure, amazing jazz. Like I read a couple different different notes that people had of it that were like, this song is a classic because of her. Um, and I would agree. I listened, I've listened to a couple other people sing this and nobody gets it like Nina. Um, when I first heard, so when I first heard this song, it was in the show Sherlock. Um, so with Benedict Cumberbatch and I, oh my goodness, I can't think of his name. Oh, somebody tell me who plays Watson, um, in that. And it is the episode where, if I remember right, it's the episode where like the main confrontation with Moriarty, um, I'm not going to spoil it because I think you should watch, I think you should definitely watch Sherlock if you haven't already. Um, but this song kind of serves as like the, the montage to like everything getting really busy, which fits if you've listened, hopefully you've listened to it by now and you understand and have heard how busy this song is. Um, it's, it's a beautiful busy. It's a beautiful chaos kind of vibe. Um, so yeah, so the first time I heard this song, I heard it in Sherlock and I was like, I love this song. And this was kind of, this was this, I've kind of come to this point in my life where when I hear music from things like from shows or from movies, if I really like it, I'm going to find those songs and put them in, put them in a playlist and listen to the songs regularly and kind of get the used to listening to them. And Sherlock was like, right, I was watching Sherlock right when I had started that. So I have this random assortment of like British classical and British pop and some pop music. And then I have Nina Simone on this playlist for Sherlock. Um, And Cinderman is such a big jump. But then I have listened to this song so many times. I I enjoy listening to this song. It, It gets me, it gets the blood flowing, but it's not like a, it isn't necessarily a headbanger. It's just kind of like a, it's a, you, I dance. I mean, I don't, I'm not a good dancer at all. And everybody that's ever seen me dance can probably attest to that. But it just gets me, I just, you can't help but move. I can't help but move when I listen to this song. Um, I'm moving while I'm recording this episode for all of you that can see it on the YouTube broadcast. I'm 
there's no YouTube broadcast. Um, <laughs> and so, like, I, I've listened to the song to the point where I work with a guy who plays music um, at his desk, and he, every once in a while, in his shuffle, I don't know what, I can't remember what app he's using, I think he uses Pandora, actually, and there is a remix of the, like a club remix of this that is that samples samples the entire track and kind of throws the beats over it, and it is so good. Like I remember hearing it and being like, oh my gosh, this is Cinnamon by Nina Simone. And he's like, no, this is blah, blah, blah by blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is the sample. He's sampling this. And I played him the original, and then we listened to the new one again, or we listened to the club mix again, and it was like, oh, yeah, this remix is... The remix is very good. I think it does it justice, but it also kind of brings it forward. Um, I need to look up... Excuse me. I need to look up at some point um, what that remix is, and then I'll give it to you guys through Instagram or whatever works. Um, With this one... uh, Every time I hear it now, I'm like, I get amped. Like I said, like the situation at the desk, at work, um, with my coworker, um, in the Umbrella Academy on Netflix, uh, which we can, we don't need to talk about that show. I, it was all right. I finished it uh, last week, this past weekend. Um, it was okay. I check it out. It's it's interesting. But they featured this this song um, in one of the uh, in in a action scene. Um, I don't want to say what the action is because it kind of spoils it, but this song fits it perfectly. Um, when I was watching that episode and that song came up, I literally stood up. Like I was just like, like I was so, I was so into it. It was so, I like stood up and was like, yes. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm standing up while I'm, I'm, it's just me watching this show. Like it was just, it was weird. And I called Olivia and was like, I don't know what's going on. And it was funny. Um, and that was kind of what spurred me on to say, like, oh, you know what? We're going to talk about Cinnamon. Um, because I think it's a song worth talking about. Like, it is, uh, the subject matter is, like, simple yet, gra- like, relatable. And the the instrumentation is fantastic. And the vocal performance by Nina Simone in this track is incredible. And you get, you can hear, it's just raw. Um, we're going to in the breakdown, we're going to talk about all this stuff, obviously, but I want to lead the break off breakdown off with, it's going to be a little different of a breakdown because it is a 10 minute and 19 second song, which might turn you off, but please don't be turned off by it. Please listen to it. I'm going to kind of break it down by, I tried to listen to it and break it down into sections of, and like highlight the times that stuff happens. Because I can't, I, I feel like if I just said, and then this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens, we're looking at a show with just one big run-on sentence. Um, you're going to have a hard time if you're trying to listen to those specific parts, um, finding it, and then listening to it, and then kind of understanding what's going on. So um, I feel like if I kind of flagged those spots and said, hey, this is what's going on here, this is where, these these were my highlight points, this is what is being saying, this is what the instruments are doing, that kind of thing, I think that'll make it easier. And if it doesn't, then you can stop listening to the show at whatever point you gain enough frustration to do so. And uh, hopefully the next episode we can do a little better. Um, But let me know, leave a review. (laughs) Anyway, okay, let's get into it. So uh, beginning to about 11 seconds in, we get uh, the piano is the sole instrument, and it's just this bum, bum. I just butchered it so bad. 
it's this bum, 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 bum. it's just this repetitive rhythm it's only a few notes um, I think it's only two maybe three and it's just the the low high high low low high high low um, and it might be low high 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 low and it just the high high highs are kind of quick enough together um, it's not a triplet it's quicker than a triplet um, but so and then you get the drums, the cymbals kind of crash in, the cymbals kind of click in a little bit, and you're just getting that, like the drums are matching the piano, and then Nina comes in, and she's, it's velvet. <laughs> oh, Cinder Man, where are you going to run to? Cinder Man, where are you going to run to? Where are you going to run to? Um, all on that day. So the narrator here, it, it, the narrator kind of switches back and forth, and I'll, kinda, I'll point that out, obviously, um, but... I think at this point, God is the narrator. Um, obviously, this is a religious song, um, Sinner Man, and there's various religious images that you can kind of go through and dive way too deep into um, that I think are allowed to be... I think you can dive deeply, dive deeper into it than what we're going to get into today. Um, you can look up the scripture, the, the Bible scripture, the Bible verse references. Um, you can look at the stories and the connections to those. But I, I think the point of this song and the point of, like, in my mind, the way gospel music and, and like, worship music and that, that genre, what purpose those th- songs serve is that they tell... This, all of the parts of the story that you absolutely need to know to get the point. So I, I agree. I think it's important to look at the background and, and look at, like, like, look so hard into the source of what we're dealing with here. But I also think you get, you know, everything that you need to know by list, just listening to the song. And I can say the same thing for normal song, or for not normal isn't the right word there, sorry, for like pop songs. Like you don't, you don't need to know the innate details of Pete Davidson and um, Ariana Grande's relationship to understand the weight of Thank You Next. Like you get, you get all that you need to know in Thank You Next. And it, it refines the picture to look at it with that knowledge, but you don't have to have that knowledge to understand what's going on and thank you next. Um, and yes, I did just use a song from 2019 to, um, explain a song from 1965 and I'm okay with it. That's what is awesome about music. And that's why I enjoy talking about it. So, um, then the narrator changes. Will I run to the rock? Please hide me. Oh, sorry. All on that day, the day of judgment pretty straight up whether that is like the day of like everybody's judgment or just the day of this individual's judgment of the sinner man's judgment i don't know um well i run to the rock please hide me i run to the rock please hide me i run to the rock please hide me lord all on that day um so i think whenever you hear the i it's the sinner man and and i i might be speaking a little ahead of myself there, but I'm, for the most part, I'm pretty sure that's how the narration kind of flips back and forth. Um, here, while I run to the rock, the Cinder Man is running to um, the earth, running to the rocks, running to the caves to hide from God's judgment. 
Um, and then, but the rock cried out, I can't hide you. The rock cried out, I can't hide you. The rock cried out, I can't hide you guy all on that day. So the rock can't hide him. And the rock is telling the guy, I can't do this. And then the guy says, rock, what's the matter with you, rock? Don't you see? I need you rock. Lord, 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 all on that day. Um, so I just, I just imagined like somebody running up to a rock and like hiding behind it. And then the rock just being like, nah, man, can't hide you. Um, and kind of speaks to with the gospel idea, with the gospel kind of shining through there a little bit of the song. It's, it's like you can't hide from God kind of vibe there. Um, obviously, this is trying to tell the, the uh, a, a lesson, a, a Bible lesson, a church lesson through music, through a, a way that everybody can easily understand without going too um without going too deep into scripture or theology or anything like that. I also think you can just listen to this song and appreciate it as music and appreciate it as um, an expression of a person's feelings, uh, an expression of a people's group, a people group's feelings um, and where they were at and and where history was at at this point. Moving on, so uh, so I run to the river, the sinner man runs to the river, it was bleeding, I run to the sea, it was bleeding, I run to the sea, it was bleeding all on that day. There are Bible stories of water turning to blood, pretty straightforward, um, can't, can't hide in the river because it's blood. Um, so I run to, to another river and it was boiling, I can't hide in boiling water because I'm going to scald myself and die. Um, I run to the sea, it was boiling, I run to the sea all on that day. So then we get to this interesting part, uh, the sinner man. So I run to the Lord. Please hide me, Lord. Don't you see I'm praying? Don't you see me down here praying? Um, And then the Lord said, go to the devil. The Lord said, go to the devil. He said, go to the devil all on that day. The whole time Nina is singing this, you're kind of getting twinges of the piano and the drums and the guitar. It's It's all holding the same tempo. It's all holding the same volume. But you're still like that instrumentation is feeding the intensity of what's going on. It's a very frantic, like I ran to the rock and I couldn't do anything. So I ran to the river and that ri- the river couldn't do anything. I ran to the sea and I couldn't, and that couldn't save me. So then I turned to God and I said, hey, you got to help me, man. Like you got to like, please have mercy on me. Um, and then the Lord says, go to the devil. The Lord said, go to the devil. He said, go to the devil all on that day. Um, so you hear that and it's like, wow, God is telling somebody to go to the devil, um, you know, maybe that's probably not, not, um, an acceptable way for God to treat somebody. And you're right. Um, but I don't think that's what's going on here. I don't think God is saying go to hell. Um, that is, I don't think that's what's going on there. I think, um, it's, it's, a it kind of paired. Let me get through this next section. So I ran to the devil. He was reading. I ran to the devil. He was waiting ran to the devil. He was waiting all on that day. I think right there, you're like, okay, the devil was waiting. So what's going on here? Um, at two minutes and 11 seconds in the instrumentation, the instrumentation blows up. Um, you get some background vocals and Nina Simone, I center man, the narrator sings, I cried power. Uh, the background vocals go power to the Lord, power, power, power to the Lord, power to the Lord, power, power to the Lord, power. It, it, it just repeats and repeats and repeats. Um, change of heart, glorifying God there is, is what's going on. I think, I think this right here serves as evidence of like, go to the devil, isn't go to hell. 
I don't want to be with you. It is turn turn within yourself and face your inner demons. Um, and the, obviously, the demons are waiting to be faced um, because they're there. Um, so then, like this, the section of power, power to the Lord, bring down power to the Lord, power, power to the Lord for um, a minute and 19 seconds is just this kind of like, this is the worship part of the song. This is the, um, it's the part where everybody's standing up and everybody's dancing in the church. It's the part, this is the part where I'm like, no matter what I'm doing and I'm listening to the song, I'm kind of moving with it. Um, at three thirty, the instrumentation kind of takes over a little bit and kind of breaks down and you just get a little bit of guitar kind of riffing in there. Um, and the drums, the cymbals are kind of in there a little bit. Um, the piano sprinkles in every once in a while. Um, and then all of a sudden it kind of fades away. Like you get some clapping that come in there. And I think for me, the clapping kind of adds two parts. I think one, it adds, uh, it kind of points out that like maybe people that are listening and, and jamming to this song, um, can't afford, can't don't have instruments. And so they're, they've got their hands, they got their bodies. That's what they're going to use. And so I think this song, like them, including the clapping and the recording, like says like, Hey, it's okay. It's okay for you to do this here, or it's okay for you to do this this whole time. Uh, and kind of helps us as listeners, regardless of if we're, excuse me, if we're listening to it in 1965 or 2005 or 2015 or 2019, that like, this is a human thing. This is kind of the second part. This is a, this is a human dilemma that I'm discussing. It's not it doesn't have anything to do with race. Doesn't have anything to do with creed. It's got everything to do with humanity. Um, so that's like it at three minutes thirty seconds. That's kind of when all that starts. Eventually, um, about a minute later at four forty, the drums fade away and it's just the clapping and it's it's really cool. It reminds me a lot of, um, Unsquare Dance. Um, by, I can't remember who that is. Give me a second. Um, Dave Brubeck. That's, I should have known that from 1961. If you haven't listened to that, that's also a good track. Uh, it's also a good one to have. It's on baby driver. Um, which is where I first kind of recognized it and it clicked in my mind. Um, and then when I listened again to Sinner man, I was like, Whoa, Hey, that's what's going on there where it's similar. Um, 543, then you get, or sorry, 454, you get back in with, uh, the piano and the clapping, which is a really cool, um, hybrid there at 543, Nina comes back in with, uh, kind of riffs, just, just vocal riffs. Um, and then all of a sudden the instrumentation comes back and at 604, everybody's back in and everybody's going the right back to the tempo and Nina's singing again. Well, I run to the river, it was boiling. I run to the sea, it was boiling. I run to the sea, it was boiling. Um, so I ran to the Lord. Lord, hide me. Please hide me. Please help me all on that day. Um, another cry of desperation to, a desperation for mercy in this moment of judgment. Um, then the narrator tells us, God said, child, where were you when you ought have been praying? Lord, and then the narrator says, Lord, Lord, hear me praying. Lord, Lord, hear me praying. Lord, Lord, hear me praying on that day. Um, and then it kind of gets to this point where the narrator it becomes a third party and it's just sinner man, you ought to be praying, ought to be praying. Sinner man ought to be praying all on that day. I don't know. 
it works if it's like it switches the narrator position switches back to the god character here um i also think it kind of allows for like a third party narrator to be there and so then like like the singer of the song is narrating this exchange between this guy between this sinner god and the devil um what whatever's going on there um it is awesome. Like I, I can't. I wish I could put into words the vocals. Like Nina Simone just kills this song. It's so good, and you hear you hear her throat. I mean, like you just hear the the passion and the fire in her voice. Um, and and with the music, with the tempo and the chaos of the instrumentation, for her voice to just kind of be that steady. Like it's in there and it's moving and it's and it's being a thing and it's alive and organic, but it's also just the steady force behind the whole thing. We get back into a section of I cried power power at seven oh seven um, at seven fifty three switches to go down power to the Lord go down power to the Lord go down power to the Lord. This is one of those moments when I when I listen to this song. This kind of reminds me of like when artists are singing and then all of a sudden they want the band to do something and so they like sing it and it kind of it sneaks into the final edit of the song i think partially this is like the signal to like kind of bring the instruments down a little bit but i also think it works with the story of the song and so it stays obviously um some more powers and then at 808 it kind of all falls apart and you get these random riffs um i don't want to say gibberish but it's just her just like letting letting her voice do its thing. Um, the piano slowly breaks down. At one point, it's only Nina's voice with a little bit of um, piano complementations. Um, and then she sings, don't you know, don't you know, don't you know, I need you, Lord. Don't you know that I need you. Don't you know that I need you? Um and the, it, the whole time there, the piano, it's a piano and the band kind of comes in and comes out and uh, it, it's like everything is kind of slow and it's roll a little bit. Um, and then it's nothing and you just hear Nina power, 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 Lord. And if you've listened to it, um, you know, like it, it's almost like she's trying to get to the end and she can't quite get there. Um, I obviously think it's very purposeful what she's doing with her voice there. I think it's purposeful how she's singing it. She's putting emphasis. She's letting the band come in and come out at different points and riff. Like the piano does this really weird. It's almost like the guy's just clubbing the piano. It's just smacking it with his hands. and But it works and it sounds so cool. Um, and the guitar kind of feeds the background a little bit there. And the drums kind of do their thing. And then it swells to this Lord and, and Nina is screaming it. And it's definitely higher in her register, but it like it works and she pulls it off. And it's so it, it encapsulates the 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 joy of of the realization like it encapsulates joy somehow. I don't really know. I was trying to put it into words right there and I guess I can't. Um, but it also kind of you can kind of hear the pain of what the situation is, what's going on in the in the story, um, the whole band is blasting at this point. Temple, uh, the tempo's up. The tempo's at where it's at. It's just crazy. The piano rhythm, it might even be a little faster. The drums are in there. Everybody then kind of slows down to a roll. There's a bit of a drum cymbal solo. The piano comes back in with some subtle guitar. 
And then at 10.10, the last crash is there, and the song ends nine seconds later. And we get about like five, four or five seconds of silence to just kind of sit in it and take a breath and catch your breath. And then obviously, if it was a live performance, that's when the applause would start and people would be standing up because it, it's an, I can't imagine hearing this song performed live. Um, overall, it's an incredible track. Uh, I hope you've listened to it before you listen to me talk about it. Um, if you haven't, I hope you've heard it before and now are very much interested in it because it is it is a great song to be aware of. Nina Simone is an incredible artist to be aware of. To be able to talk about jazz is to be able to talk about one of the many roots of, of music as we know it today. Um, I think that... Being able to, not necessarily, you don't need to be able to converse about the technicalities of jazz because they're ridiculous, and I don't, I'm not even going to act like I'm an expert on any of them, but to be able to um, kind of hear, hear jazz and, and think about it a little deeper and deeper than elevator music and be able to have that conversation with yourself and, and maybe even have some sort of dialogue with the music, it's probably going to be a monologue, but you get the idea. Um, with jazz, I don't think I've ever been disappointed with listening to a song and trying to think about it a little deeper with, and you know, this was, this is a perfect example of one of those songs that I just kind of came across in, in the rigmarole of daily life, um, that I'm so glad I did. I listened to this song a lot, um, to get me pumped up, to get me just thinking or, or just to, just to move to it. Um, it is an incredible track. I hope you enjoy listening to it. I hope you've enjoyed listening to me talk about it. Um, I appreciate you guys checking us out wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, please leave a review. Uh, if you're listening to the show through iTunes, rate and review us. Um, shout out to Olivia because um, she's eventually going to be a co-host on here again. I promise you guys I'm not just faking that. Um, shout out to my mom. It's her birthday today. I'm not allowed to tell you guys a number, but uh, happy birthday, Jen. Um, I mean, mom. Uh, so, yeah, I appreciate you guys checking us out uh, again. I look forward to talking to you guys again real soon. Uh, and like I said, thanks for listening. Have a good one. Feel free to check us out on Instagram.